Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 397. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host today is my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. Happy New Year, bud. Yeah, happy New Year. 2021 is finally here. This is exciting times. Yes, yes. And um, I apologize to our listeners. December was a write-off. Uh, uh, John and I tried to connect on a couple times to do it, to do the show. Um, that didn't happen. And using my backup, uh, you know, I'd push ahead and do a backup show or whatever, but... I was burning out. <laughs> December is such a busy month. I had to do like a whole month of business in two weeks. So it's a bit insane. Anyway, I hope all of you have done well and that uh, you had a, a good holidays despite uh, all the insanity and that you're doing well and your family's doing well. I know uh, we've uh, all experienced some losses or know people who have, and uh, it's just a, it's a sad time. And let's just hope all this turns around. Uh, I know it's with all these variants coming out, I believe the latest one is, latest one is South Africa. Uh, there's lots of uncertainty again, so who knows. But let's talk about stuff that's fun. <laughs> um, puppies? Yeah, puppies, no. yes. Our, our puppy's doing well. <laughs> She's insane. Um, so, all right. Well, a big thing happened December, and that was part of the reason why I really tried to get a, a show in because, well, uh, the December core update from Google came out and it was a monster. Now, when did it come out? It came out after, and this is Google's defense, although they haven't really tried to defend themselves. I think it's, it's fair. Their timing was as fair as it could be. They uh, launched it after Thanksgiving, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So any retailers or online stores that were um, doing really well um, in rankings got to benefit during that time. And if they happen to be the ones that got hit, you know, the people who took their place were able to do really well in Christmas, over Christmas. Um, who knows how much business is done then versus those other days, but hey, they had to find a time to do it and they did. Uh, part of the reason they did this update then is uh, there were a lot of businesses and, and websites waiting for uh, an update from since as long as January, 2020. Um, or as early as May 2020, which is still not that early. Uh, and they had to wait for another big update to occur to see their sites restored. Unfortunately, these big updates are that significant that uh, making changes, you rarely see uh, granular you know, improvements. So uh, I feel for them and I'm, I'm glad that they uh, were able to see some, hopefully see improvements. Uh, I don't know but uh, you can only hope. So this update uh, required, uh, well, it came out December 4th, I believe. I think it was on the 3rd. On the 3rd, okay. Um, and John Mueller talked about it on December 4th and mentioned how he felt at the time it was not so bad because they did all this. Um, the absolute, 
absolutes are a bad word, I guess. But the, the, the key component here is that there is no one thing that it did. Uh, this update is a is chock full of small updates. So if you saw your site drop in ranking, uh, it's not going to be one thing that you find that caused it. In most cases, it's going to be a whole, whole battery of them. Uh, now, we've been contacted by uh, a couple past clients who sort of just come to us when they need us. And, and some of them have had some major issues. Uh, and we're having to do full audits, complete audits, uh, digging in deeply to determine what could be wrong. And we're comparing them against their competitors who, who did well. Um, that means quite a layout. I mean, that's, not a, that's a lot of time on our end and a lot of expense. Um, but I don't think anyone can cut corners on that. So if you've been hit by it, you know, reach out to someone. If you're not certain what it is, um, and you better be certain because you're going to have to fix it, uh, reach out to people and uh, reach out to an expert. Try to get some help. Be certain, as certain as possible anyway, about what it is that caused it. Um, anything else I'm missing there, Scott? Yeah, you, you know, not a lot really. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that, the, that these core updates aren't really super clear cut. You know, it's nice when you get an update that focuses on, uh, I don't know, like the exact match domain update or something where it's super clear what's going on um, or, or excessive advertising. It's it, You know exactly what you need to do if you're hit by it. Whereas this, it could be so many different factors or it could just be nothing. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's tough. It makes it a big challenge, that's for sure. Well, and, and one of the articles, probably the best one I, I've read so far, because frankly, a lot of them are just, hey, we don't know what it is. This was just a big update, blah, blah, blah. There wasn't a lot to it. But the best one I've seen so far is one from Glenn Gabe. Um, I love his writing on Search Engine Land. But in this case, it was on his, uh, I guess, his own website, gsqi.com. Anyway, uh, one of the, he, he sort of sums up what we just said here, and I'll just, I'll read his quote here. Google is trying to understand a site overall and across many factors. This is why it's very hard to identify specific things that changed with broad core updates. And it's also why it's hard to know exactly what's going on with a certain website unless you work on it, understand the full history of the site, problems it had over time, improvements that have been implemented, etc. Unquote. Uh, and that is so key. And, and it's, you know, it's another argument, a uh, good argument, I think, um, Sure, it's self-serving, I suppose, but to have a web, uh, an SEO working with you on a regular basis, um, they are going to have an intimate understanding of what has been done and what hasn't, and they'll be able to either be proactive and ensure that you know you're in the best place for the next update, next core update, which are often you know forecasted quite quite ahead of time, um, and you know if they're not there, you end up having to be in this position where you're not sure and you have to put that time and effort into getting someone to find out what it is that's gone wrong and it's hard i i, I hate seeing sites just plummet and uh the people who've contacted us to get some help with none of them do anything bad and we don't work with anyone like that uh, we only work with you know uh i guess the classic term is white hat companies um but the fact is that they are in different markets that have been hit hard uh, their health uh, I guess you, actually both of them are health in some way or another. Uh, and, and they were hit very hard and your money or your life websites were hard, hit particularly hard as well. Uh, casinos, all those things, anything to do with gambling were hit hard coupon sites, not all, of course, there's always winners, 
but those particular areas appear to have gotten a lot of impact. Uh, anyway, I, I do hope you're all well. If you want to, you know, share some of your findings when you're doing your research, uh, if you're doing this yourself or you have any questions, please do post them on our Facebook form, uh, Facebook group, the SEO 101 Facebook group. And, uh, you know, we can bring it up in the next show. And, and if you have any findings, that'd be great for all of our listeners, I'm sure. I want to point something out real quick. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I muted at the wrong time of my cough. <laughs> 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 Oops, sorry, guys. Uh, point something out real quick about these core updates and recovering from them and all that. And it, typically to recover from a core update, you have to wait for another core update. So if you, let's say you do all the work, you find that this is what I need to fix. You've, you've got it all figured out. Great. Fix it, but know that you're not going to see a recovery in the next week, two weeks, month, few months, depending on when the next core update occurs. So don't fix it and then think, oh, it's not working because unfortunately you've got to be patient and wait. Um, and another point to that is, uh, let's say you know when the core update is coming, which sometimes we have a pretty good idea. Sometimes we don't have a clue, I guess, but don't save your fixes until the last couple of weeks before the next update, because by then it's too late and you're going to have to wait for an entire another cycle. Um, so you really want to get on it right away and then don't expect anything to ha happen for a while. Yeah. And if you're in the desperate space and we've seen this before too, where you've lost everything, you know, you've gone, you've lost 90% of your traffic. Uh, there are, there's a lot of questions that come to mind that I would ask someone if I'm talking to them. Um, but in a blanket statement, I would say that if your, your question may be, should I just start a new website? Uh, should I go ahead and do that? Some of the questions around this would be, you know, how much time have you effort have you put into the site? Has it got millions of pages? You know, how big is the site that you've already got? I would, I'm, if you had a lot of rankings before and you haven't done anything out, you know, obviously black hat, I wouldn't, I would invest the time in fixing that site, but yes, I would probably launch another site. I hate to say that. And I, and, and you know, you've got to make money, right? Um, and if you can afford to invest that time into another website and you know, you know what mistakes not to make this time, go ahead and do that. At least that site will have a better chance of getting some visibility now, uh, while you wait for the next update. I mean, again, some have wait, waited an entire year for the next broad core update. That's not good for business uh, insanity, frankly, especially during that year. My and God. I'll just, I'll point out the obvious, at least obvious to me, but maybe not to everybody out there. If you do create another site, don't just copy your existing site. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't, cop don't copy and paste it to a new domain. That's gonna open up a whole other can of worms. Oh dear, oh, dear. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. That is not a good thing. Um, if you wanna know, all the ins and outs of that and how you can perhaps use some of the content. Well, contact us or post it in the forum. Um, we do have a free strategy call we offer on stepforth.com. So consider that. Um, I'm serious about it. It's free and I'm very giving guy. I'd love to help out if I can. And, and, and then we can see if we can work together if that's an option. Any case, uh, it is a big deal. Uh, and I know that uh, if you've, hey, if you've won, you've won out, congratulations. Uh, it was a two-part, as most of the times it is, at least a two-part update. The first one was December 3rd, and I'm going to get this wrong. Was it the 11th? It was right around the 11th. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was, that's when further tweak, tweaks to the algorithm or the core update came out. And um, 
some sites lost what they what they gained. Probably not all of it, but partially. What what I found in, in at least one situation is a client, and Ross knows about this, but I, I won't name them. They've been struggling to get number one for a certain term, and that's just like it doesn't. Everything else doesn't matter. That's what they want: number one for this one term. And we've we've kind of been there a few times and back and forth and back and forth. But for the most part, the specific term has been in the bottom half of page one, as high as number two or three on occasion. Uh, when the core update hit on the third, they went straight to number one, and it was like celebration time. You know, it's awesome. And they were there for a week. And then when this uh, uh, refresher, uh, correction, whatever you want to call it, on the 11th, they dropped to number three. Now, granted, number three is still awesome, but yeah. and and better than they were, and they're they're bouncing around a lot higher than they were. Usually, top three, top four now. Um, so it's all good, but you know, sometimes you get a little excited a little too soon. I think. Yeah. Well, and we knew that though. Um, I know, but defense. you. You don't want to know it though. <laughs> no, <laughs> you did. Like I, I could have called the client and said, Hey, we got it. Let's talk about doing some more work together and blah, blah, blah. Cause that was a pretty big issue for them. Um, but I knew that, you know, let's wait, let's wait a little while. And thank goodness we did. It's frustrating to us though. We'd love to see that back there. And, um, you know, we'd love to see the party. Um, we've improved rankings on everything else. Like there's been a substantial, well, not everything else, but I mean, substantial improvement across the board since we started working with them. But there's this one ranking that is very important to them. And uh, yeah. we'll get it. We'll get it. We will get there. <laughs> uh, uh, our life. Okay. So anything else we should mention about this core web update? I, I can't think of anything. I think we've covered a lot of it. I mean, do read um, that article by. Um, Glenn gave. Uh, it's really worth reading and it's not too hard to find as well. But if you go to gsqi.com, uh, you'll find it there under his marketing blog. The only thing I would add really is that, you know, if you were hit and you don't know what to do, you know, at the very least, work on creating better content, work on your site authority, and make sure your site is user friendly. You know, get rid of aggressive advertising, that sort of thing, if you have it. Um, and if you work on that, you know, by the next core update, I'd be surprised if you didn't start to see some recovery. Yes, and actually that's a good point. Another thing to note here is that uh, in May 2021, the big page experience signal update is coming out. Uh, and that's using Google's Core Web Vitals to some point, to some degree. And now that's pretty important stuff. And, you know, from an uh, analytical point of view, um, which, you know, SEOs have to be fairly analytical, the more confusion there is about what caused an issue, um, caused a ranking drop, the harder it is to diagnose. So you're going to want to get someone involved in figuring this out before that update happens, because that's just going to convolute things more. Uh, it's, and if you haven't done any work to improve your core web vitals, jump on that too. Uh, it's not fun. It is not easy work. Um, and it can be horrendously structural. Yeah, you end up having to do a fair bit of work to your website, or it could be small, but more often than not, we're seeing them fairly significant um, updates from your hosting to how your images are optimized, uh, the forms of JavaScript you're using, and we've got a note on that coming up. There's there's a lot of stuff that has to be worked on, but uh, it's all in the better, it's, it's all for the better. Uh, give Google credit for this. I mean, it is improving the speed of the internet and, and people's experiences online. Anyway, uh, we've got lots to share here, but uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When you make decisions for your company, 
you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc., and my company, Senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. Don't miss a single link and refresh your memory of a past show at any time. I'm also including show notes now, uh, at least for most shows, uh, I mean, actual show transcripts, I should say. Uh, so you're getting a lot more out of that now than you did in the past. And hopefully uh, you can check it out again if it wasn't your cup of tea before. Trying to improve things always. All right. So next up here, uh, John would have been very happy to talk about this today. Uh, he's been waiting for the Google request indexing tool to come back. And it did. On December 23rd, it was re- uh, let's Re-added? It was re-indexed? <laughs> re-enabled. There we go. It was enabled uh, back on uh, Google Search Console. And uh, it was a, it's a big thing for uh, news websites, like what he manages. Uh, it's very important to them. So in this case, what you could do is if he, if he had new content, this is what he's talked about in the past, like I knew a big story or something, he could go and do the request indexing tool. What it would do is he would load the URL and then make sure that Google can see it. He can see what it sees then he can click index. Well, that's back. So that's, that's really good news uh, for many websites. Uh, another story here, uh, WordPress all-in-one SEO is a plugin that many people have on their websites. And apparently, and I did actually, I mean to write read all this before the, the show, but I didn't. Um, apparently the plugin owners enabled auto updates 
on all of its users without their approval. Uh, and as a result, one of the updates actually caused significant issues to websites. Uh, yeah, so be very careful about that. Maybe that was an issue. If you found it, something didn't work, that was why. Uh, this uh, one plugin user uh, called All-in-One SEO a disaster, writing, and quote, after nearly 10 years, I have to say goodbye. This recent series of almost daily updates since version four was released really shows that the new owners of IO of all-in-one SEO have no clue at all about SEO. I don't have the time to invest in being a beta tester for a plugin that has 2 million users now, but doesn't work because it's so full of bugs, unquote. This is going to be fantastic yeah. for Yoast. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny you say that because I don't know. I'm trying to think hard about all our clients and I don't think any of them use all-in-one SEO. It's all Yoast. Yeah, none of ours. And, no, and I, we have seen it though. I've seen it before in the oh, we used to use site. It. I used oh, to install years it. Years ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like ten years ago. Probably. Is it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, because I had while. Yoast on the episode on 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 our podcast probably ten years. I don't know. No, not yeah, eight, yeah, eight years very ago. Well anyway, anywho, um, and I know that was around the time, but it's um, yeah. I, I feel for all the people who have it uh, um, implemented. I know that um, I'm fairly certain that Yoast doesn't import feature. So you can easily just implement Yoast and import all the settings from all you, in one. You absolutely can, or at least you used to be able to, I'm assuming you still can. Yeah. Uh, someone else said here that your quote unquote, your once reliable plugin has destroyed hundreds of pages of social metadata on multiple sites, broken layout. And this after I fixed the problems and told you last week, um, how dare you up my, update my websites without my permission? Whoa, dear, I would not want how to be dare. those owners. You know, auto updates are basically never good. Um, you know, like let's say you're on holidays and your your WordPress or your your all-in-one updates, and two weeks later you come back, you're all happy and great, and then you look and your site's been down for two weeks and you had no idea. Like, yeah. you know, it's just it it can end badly, or then you don't have proper backups to restore to because maybe you only have like a three-day automatic backup and you don't catch it in time. And I don't know, I just see no good in it usually. No, and, and another thing you should be aware of, uh, listeners, is that these plugins aren't all, the all-end and be-all. You know, I can't use words today. Uh, if you put, if you install these things, they're great. They help a ton, but that's not all the optimization you need to do. Uh, I'll never forget the one person we talked with once, and she just tore a strip off me because she felt we hadn't been doing our SEO because we hadn't fully maximized Yoast. I said, uh, excuse me, we've been doing this a long time. We don't rely entirely on all of the features of this plugin. We do a lot of stuff by hand. We don't need to use the plugin in all this case, in, in every case. Anyways, it was, or, you know, all the features within the plugin. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah. anyway, if you don't have a plugin and you don't have an SEO, yeah, it's very helpful and we do use it. And there are aspects of it that are very helpful. And I commend Yost and his team. Uh, Yost Avak is an amazing dude, knows what he's doing, and his team is as well. So it's great. Uh, just don't put all your eggs in that and expect it to do everything for it. All right. Google's Lighthouse is now recommending JavaScript library alternates. I'm sorry, this is a little um, SEO 201. And although these days it's more 101 because Core Web Vitals is going to be so important to all these all, all you owners of, of websites. Um, 
JavaScript libraries cause a lot of problems with site speed. Um, they can be clunky as hell. Uh, I am, I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know a ton about, I, I can't code in JavaScript, I mean, basics maybe, but um, so I can't really speak to the technicalities of this, except that I, I do know that uh, JavaScript libraries can be unwieldy and there are smaller versions. Uh, and this particular article talks about how um, there's there are recommendations now. Uh, let's see here, what is it? Loading up. Right. The uh, Google Lighthouse is now recommending uh, specific libraries that are smaller, uh, different frameworks. Uh, here's here's one. A notable library, Moment.js, that's actually all one word, has 12 million downloads per week as of September 2020, is the first one Lighthouse points out having a, a few better options. Google's logic here is irrefutable and rather well known. In response, Moment's own webpage or homepage and documentation now mirrors the advice provided in Lighthouse's reporting. Moment is feature frozen, which only with only stability updates planned. Sorry, I should have mentioned that's a quote from Search Engine Land and an article from Detlef Johnson, uh, one of the uh, veterans of the industry. I remember meeting him when I started. So he's been at it for a long time. I, I started in 97, so. Anywho, um, that is really good news. Uh, there's many times when we're working on websites and beating our head against the wall, trying to get into the load faster. And one of the issues is the JavaScript libraries. It's just not a simple thing to fix for, unless you're fairly technical. Uh, and it's good to see that they're giving some great recommendations on this. Now the questions hub, why don't you take this Scotty? Yeah, so Google just launched a question hub for the US, not for Canada, because we always get things last. <laughs> uh, what, last week, this week? Man, I don't even have the date in front of me. It's totally unprepared here. Anyways, they, they've launched it and uh, it's kind of cool. We'll see how that goes. But um, I guess the, the gist of it is that uh, there's not a lot of information on it right now, but the gist is that it allows you to see questions and content gaps online. So Google will give you uh, unanswered questions to give you an opportunity to create content for those questions, um, which is kind of fantastic. Now, I'm not what I'm not clear about exactly is where that content goes. Are they just giving you the question and then you can take it and run with it on your own stuff or are you answering it in their own platform? Um, because we haven't had it here, I don't know a lot of hands-on stuff. Now that's in the US, we'll probably see it with some clients and uh, and, and dig into it a bit more, but. Um, yeah, I, I did look into that a bit. Um, people were discussing it in one of the forums I was in. Uh, and essentially, so it's a great, first of all, the, one of the real, really cool benefits of this tool is it will give you some great ideas for content, um, just pure ideas for content. I mean, sometimes we get stumped. What am I going to write about today? Uh, and you really do want to think about not just writing the odd thing, writing something that, you know, people really need to answer to. Um, this gives you a possibility of showing up in not, uh, Google snippets. There's lots of different things that can show up. And if you do a really good job, if there's a gap, um, however, not seeing the interface personally, I can tell you that uh, you do submit the URL for the page where you've created the content for that content gap. Uh, then does Google take that information and only show the answer within its search results? 
uh, like the content? I believe so. They will provide a link to your content. Uh, so you will still get that business. You know, who was that I was talking to? I think it was Roger Monty. You know, he was saying, you know, I said, well, do you really want to show up in a snippet? He says, well, why not you? Why not you then versus someone else? It's still yeah. visibility, right? And that's true. It's, you know, yes, Google's essentially taking, potentially taking that business or that page view from you, but it is still great branding and it is still a potential visit and it's top, top, top of the page. It's number one by far. So, uh, you know, snippets are good. And, you know, this question hub may be helping to uh, populate that content. I don't know enough about it yet. It's been around a while, but it just hasn't been on our radar since it's only just released in the States, which is a little closer to home. I look forward to it though. I, I see a lot of potential there. Um, I, I signed up for my, uh, whatever you call it, you know, I, I'm on the wait list. Yeah. So, did. yeah. Um, someone here, uh, wow, I can't even say his name. Now, the reason I can't is because this is very prominent in Indonesia and Nigeria. Uh, so his name is probably from there, uh, Bio uh, Lupo Hunda. I think that's how you say it. Editor-in-chief of Legit. Yeah, he's Nigeria. NG. So since we started creating content for Question Hub, our publications have enriched the web with well-researched and in-depth answers to questions directly asked by users of Google. doesn't really say he's gotten a lot of traffic from it, but... Um, and obviously that was cherry picked by Google, but hey, if it's an opportunity to bring in some more visibility, that's a, a good thing. I know that many of the my colleagues uh, uh, who I've seen discussing this are very skeptical it's going to have any benefit, uh, with the exception of the Intel. You know, it is helpful to know what gaps there are. Uh, it's a pretty awesome marketing tool. You know, I have to assume. Let, let's say you create the content and then Google cherry picks it, throws it in a snippet and you lose the page view. I have to assume you're getting some level of authority as a result of all those transactions. Very Google's got to be giving you some benefit from that. And, and you may not see it in terms of that specific piece of content, but your site as a whole should get some kind of boost and maybe you're going to get rankings or traffic elsewhere as an end result. So I, I really don't see it as bad. And, and like you said, even I think you said, Roger said it, at the very least, you're still getting some branding. And that's like prime branding. So, you know, it may not be total gold, but it's still, I would say, super useful to contribute to this if, if the content aligns with your niche. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's uh, take a quick break. We get back, we're going to talk about passages and EU domains. Quite the issue there. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company senior SEO, Scott Fenak. 
Okay, so passages, well, there isn't much to say here, actually. It hasn't been released yet. Um, it was supposed to be released in the end of the year, uh, 2020, um, but it is going to be released in January 21, they think. Uh, that's just one company's estimate. So we'll see what happens there. I do expect it to happen within this month or February. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe they just didn't want, didn't want it to be a part of 2020. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't launch anything in December. Forget <laughs> it. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm uh, on that note. I don't wish to be too, I actually, I, I guess I am a bit jaded, but I, I, I'm afraid 2020 is going to be 2020 point one. 2021 is going to be 2020.1 point one, just because, you know, it's not like everything stopped. What are you awful. What are you saying? Where's that Zoom leave button? I got to find out right now. <laughs> anyway, I'm hopeful it's going to be amazing. Already, I do see, uh, you know, business isn't bad so far. So let's hope that continues. Uh, I just, I really feel for all these companies that are having to shut down during all this. It's a nightmare. Anywho, uh, so passages are not out yet. Uh, if you don't know anything about passages, we have a ton of information on that in the last couple episodes. So please do check that out. Uh, just be spending more time on the same thing we've talked about a ton. So just check that out. Now, this next bit just blew my mind. Uh, why don't you, so the title is over 80,000 .eu domains were suspended due to Brexit regulations. I just can't get over this. So tell me a little more about this. Oh man, like I, I literally just found this as we're about to start recording this SEO 101. So I don't know a whole ton on it yet, but I, I know about 80,000 people who are not happy right now. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you are part of Brexit and you are in the UK, uh, you might be in trouble because your .eu domain is suspended. And that could, that's like, it's so major, I don't even know what to say. I'm kind of speechless about it. You're going to have businesses going under in a heartbeat and, and re-registering new domains to try to get their livelihood back. And I don't even know what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, so I'm reading the, the article here and it says, um, in 2018, long before the Euro ID sent its first notice, the European Commission suggested that .eu domains owned by UK citizens should be cancelled at the end of the, end of the Brexit transition period. Three years later, that day has come. Now, that was sort of unofficial, right? But in October 2020, which is really not that long ago, your ID notified by email all UK registrants and their registrars that they will lose their eligibility as of January 2021 unless they demonstrate their compliance with the EU regulatory, regulatory framework by updating the registration data before 31st of December 2020. Um, now, as per the new regulations, uh, I'm reading this article, by the way, I should give credit here by Matt Southern on Search Engine Journal, another great article. Um, as for the new regulations, they have to be a union citizen independently of their place of residence. Um, whatever that means, union, I guess European Union, they have to be a citizen. Um, a natural person who is not a union citizen and who is a resident of a member state. Hmm, this stuff doesn't make any sense to me because I don't feel it in Europe. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm the same. Uh, but maybe listeners who are will understand this. An undertaking that is established in the union or an organization that is established in the union without prejudice to the application of national law. Huh. Anywho, what this comes down to from an SEO perspective is that anyone who has lost their .eu domain has lost all their authority uh, if they haven't prepared for this. Uh, that is big. I mean, you just think how much you invest. It's, it's, it's like losing your physical, your bricks and mortar location 
just being kicked out one day, well, people are going to come back to that location to buy. Whoa, where did you go? There's not, not even, even a, a yeah. There's, yeah, there's not even a, we moved to this place sign. Uh, devastating. Um, you, uh, you know, scanning this article as we talk, I, I have a little maybe just a little bit less sympathy knowing that they've potentially had close to three years notice. It still sucks in a huge way, but you know, if, if, if someone really smart in 2018 saw this coming, you set up your new domain, you set up your redirects. And at this point it, it's not that big of an issue anymore. So there, there was a bit of notice. It's not like they just pulled the plug today and everyone's like, wait, what? Um, well, some people would have been for sure, but. Yeah, so the, uh, the it would appear UK registrants of .du domains saw this day coming. Number of 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 owners shrunk from three hundred thousand in two thousand seventeen to eighty one thousand at the beginning of this year. Uh, okay, so a couple hundred thousand people fixed it. Yeah, yeah, and and so that's good. But what about that eighty one thousand? Uh, let's just hope there were people who didn't. Maybe they were just sitting on the domains and weren't using them. Maybe they're all link farms. <laughs> we can hope. They're, all, they're all they're all Wikipedia and DMOS clones. If those are even, I haven't seen a DMOS clone in a while. But <laughs> well, on on a positive side, uh, you know that there's going to be a lot of people just salivating over some potentially good domains that are now free and have authority that they can now forward to their own websites. You know what I have to wonder? Let's say you're a big brand and you've got the dot. Well, I guess you wouldn't be super big, like. Nike or something, but you're a fairly big company. You're losing your domain now because you, somebody in your organization dropped the ball. Now, you know, some random guy comes and scoops up your domain as a result of Brexit. I wonder if there's legal recourse there to try to get it back. This, it might get interesting, you know? Well, if it's Depending trademarked, on, you can't yeah. use it, right? Yeah. So it, there's that. It might get interesting in the next couple of months if any of those 80,000 are, are people who would... Uh, you know, go after it or try to, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. That's all. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, and the other thought too is, of course, I guess, uh, countermanding what I just said, if you have the trademark in the EU, well, you could probably keep it anyway. Uh, you've got a, stand, a substantial reason to keep that domain and probably didn't affect you. But you would have to have mm. notified them first. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get off that. I just thought it, when you mentioned that I was kind of dumbfounded, sounded amazingly bad. Um, and you know, even though it does appear that there was a fair amount of you know, people weren't completely blindsided by this, they uh, there's certainly a, quite a few angry people there. I bet uh, that were clueless. Not exactly a good year to do it either, because uh, you know, not everyone was on top of everything. It was pretty overwhelming. So, hoping there's not too many innocents that were taken out on this. Okay, next up, uh, Mueller file. Good old John. We've got to get him on the episode on an episode soon. I think maybe I'll get him on on episode 400 or something. Got to do something special for that. Anyway, uh, Google explains what URL removal tool does. So uh, the URL removal tool is in Google Search Console. Uh, it's a place where you can go in and request to have a URL removed. <laughs> However, that sounds really innocent, right? And simple. But it's actually fairly confusing because you're not actually removing it. Because uh, removing sounds very permanent, doesn't it? But it's actually temporary. Uh, and, and John Mueller wanted to make that statement very clear. Someone was saying, well, why the hell didn't I go? Why did it still be there? And why did it come back? And anyway, it, the, the reason is it's temporary. I'm not exactly sure why that isn't clear. 
um, even Barry Schwartz uh, uh, mentioned that, you know, or I believe it was Barry that said, uh, you know, why it should be temporary removal tool, because <laughs> that's really what it is. Uh, and it should be clear. So uh, anyway, one of those things that john, you know, it's part of his job, he's got to be out there um, explaining these things, because we forget sometimes and uh, it's important that that's as clear as can be. All right, here, we've got a question from one of our listeners from Josh Rowe. Josh says, uh, regarding page title tag and H1 text, how important is it that these two items don't match on a single page? Uh, why don't you take this, Scott? I think you see yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's not really that important at all. Um, today, anyways, um, and even... Um, uh, John Carkett noted in the Facebook group, he had replied saying that in his eight years of managing new sites, uh, they've always had a matching H1 with a title tag and they've had zero issues as a result, um, which was interesting because I didn't, you know, know that. Um, but I, I knew there wasn't a lot of correlation between the two matching. Some SEO tools definitely bring it up and they say, hey, this this matches up, you need to change it. And I found, you know, we used to be really vigilant and making sure they're not the same. But a few things have happened over the years. H1 tags are not as critical and valuable as things. they used to be. Yeah, and that's it. That's, that's the only thing that's changed in the last 10 years of SEO, the value of H1s. Um, so with their decline in value, you know, it really, you know, it's not like you've got two super strong signals here that you're basically appear to be stuffing. Um, so, you know, I'll change an H1 if it makes sense. Uh, I think the real question, though, is not really how important is it that they don't match. It's why are they matching? And I would definitely see a lot of cases where they mm -hmm. probably shouldn't. Um, so if they are matching, look at what they say, because often you'll have in your title tag, you know, you might have if it's a blog post, you've got the heading, you've got the, the name of the blog post and then perhaps a bit of branding or maybe some geographic information or, or whatever that you wouldn't necessarily want in the H1 in the first place. So. I think in cases like that, well, they wouldn't naturally match anyways, but if it's a product page, maybe it might make sense that they do, but more often than not, I'd say they wouldn't align with each other anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so, but if they do just take a look at them and, and if you're a human, which I'm assuming Josh is, um, read them both. And if they make sense the way they are, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very good point. It's, it's the context, uh, you know, if you're over optimizing, that is an issue. Don't think about the optimization so much when it comes to that stuff. Just, I mean, it also looks weird as hell if you've got the title and then the title again, essentially. In a yeah. Head. Just what, what? It makes no sense. It, um, it, it makes me think about when people share stuff to social media and their post in social is the blurb of, you know, whether it's a description or whatever. And then it's got the thumbnail with the picture and the same blurb. And then you click to it. And then the first paragraph in the article is the blurb. And it's like, I'm reading the same thing three times. It's driving me crazy. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's kind of similar in a way. Uh, yeah. Duplication is annoying. Yeah. It's very important. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Ack, thank you for joining us today. And I'll again remind you that we have a show notes newsletter. You can sign up for it at seo101radio.com. Uh, you'll have the show notes from this one, including a transcript coming up in a few days. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. 
Also, if you have any thoughts or suggestions for guests, please do let me know. Um, I, I should say that I'm always getting a request to uh, be on the show from people, many of which I've never heard of. Um, and I may start looking into that, but I'm, I'm thinking of any of the past people we've had on, any of the, the people you see on Search Engine Land, Search Engine Roundtable, you know, anything like that. Feel free to post uh, a request and I'll see what I can do. Um, I'm looking for some ideas. We're going to be doing that a lot more this year. Anyway, have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.